0: Welcome to another message from Charles Millett Ministries. For more information, contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. It's Great Expectations on the radio. Get clear. Let's get clear, y'all. Get focused. Let's get focused. Get moving. Great Expectations. Great expectations. But I got a telephone call it was on the recorder. One time, uh, a gentleman called me. He said, hey, I was watching your television program and I noticed you were teaching and you didn't have a Bible in your hand. And he said, I have a problem with that. So one of the buttons on my phone Is number three. Number three stands for delete. So as soon as I heard it, I hit number three, beep. I ain't got to put up with that and keep up with that. I know I'm teaching from the Bible. I know whether I put it in my hand or whether I got it on my iPad. Click up, delete. Why you keep stuff on and let stuff hang around that you got the power to delete. Another call comes behind that. This is a lady who had called in a rehab center over in Durham and dealing with different issues in her body. And she called, she saw the television program and the Lord told me, call her back. I called her back, prayed for her, ministered to her, decreed and declared what God told me to tell her. She had a procedure that was coming up last week. She called me back, left a message, she's jumping and shouting, on the phone, hollering. Bishop Ouellette, I just want you to know that what God told you was right they took me down for the x-ray and we were going down to see if it was cancer and you said it wasn't going to be as bad as they thought it was and Lord it wasn't nothing but a shadow oh Lord Jesus have mercy it wasn't a, a, a. and I just thank you thank you so I, I could almost shout praise the Lord thank you so much tell your lovely wife I say hello and then right before she hung up she said "And oh yeah by the way I put something in the mail for your TV ministry I push number two you know what number two is say so every time I get to going through and I need a bit of encouragement I go to my phone and push replay number two why are you trying to get rid of what you need to keep that you gonna need to help you along the way Patty and I and the family were ministering yesterday in Charlotte. One of the first time I had all of the family, God gave me insight on how to do it and they agreed. And it was powerful, y'all. Powerful. And we're ministering and sharing after the service is over. A couple is waiting for me uh, in the lobby. And they said, hey, Bishop, you got a in? I said, yeah. I said, we got something we want to show you. I had ministered at this church for the first time last year in a leadership conference and they invited me back for the family conference this year. And, and, and they said, look at this. Beautiful house. Extravagant. And they said, "Look at that! That's nice." They said, "No, this is what you prophesied when you called us out last year when you were here." And I said, "Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah." I don't remember everything all time. Oh yeah, I need people to remind me. So then I'm talking to him, and it starts to come. And then the realtor that sold them the house is standing there, and then the president of the finance company that finance the house, was standing there, and this is what happened. When I was prophesying to them last year in the service about what God was going to do with them and what he wanted them to do, there was a realtor sitting in the audience, and God spoke to that realtor and told that realtor, help them with that house. And then there was a finance president in the audience who also heard them getting that word, and God spoke to him and told him, help them with the finance of that house. See, when God is speaking to you, and God is giving you a word about a blessed life, you don't know who else God what God has that causes you to walk in the blessed life. Look at your neighbor and say what Tessie talking about? You, you, you can't y'all listen you can't live any kind of way you want to and think that's okay. No. There are consequences when you live your own way and not God's way. If you take what's not yours, there are consequences associated with that. It's crazy to think that there are no consequences for you taking something that's not yours. And a curse is a consequence. God gives you the right to choose, but He doesn't give you the right to exempt yourself from the consequences that come from your choices. Everything is God's. Yes, it's all God's. And he gives us stewardship over it. But please hear me, y'all. Everything God gives us, he reserves 10% of it, called the tithe, for himself. And the reason God said, it's not yours, is because he has set aside the 10% for himself for the house of God. So if you keep it, you are taking what's not yours. Let's look at Joshua chapter 7, verse 6 through 12. Show you a few scriptures here because one of the biggest arguments that people have about tithing, really it's the blessed life and giving is that. Well, that's under the law. That's in the Old Testament. We're under grace now. This is the New Testament. Okay. All right, we'll talk about that. Let's look at Joshua chapter 7, verse 6 through 12. Check this out. Joshua tore his clothes. Fell upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening time. And he and the elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads. So really, they, they, they sanctified themselves, set aside a time for themselves to pray. And they're praying to God because they've been vict- victorious over all of their enemies. And now they're in a battle where they're not winning. And they can't figure out why they're not winning. Because in previous battles, they had won against their enemies and God would give them the spoils. And God said, I want you to take a portion of the spoils and I want you to set aside because it belongs to me. And y'all can have everything else. okay? but that part that belongs to me, don't y'all touch that. You take all that I say you can have, but my part set that aside. So they couldn't figure out why in the world that they were losing the battles. All right. So look at verse seven. And Joshua said, now, now, God, let me have a talk with you. He said, now, how in the world you done brought us all the way over to Jordan? You done delivered us from the hand of the Amorites. You, 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 you're going to let them to destroy us? And, and, and he said, God, uh, we, we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. Verse 8, and I'm going to explain this to you. Uh, oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemy? And we said, look, God, you, you, you done brought us all the way over here on this side of the Jordan for, for the enemy to take advantage of us? This is not right, Lord. What are we going to do? Look at verse nine. For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall, uh, environ us around and cut off your name from the earth. And what will thou do? What will this do unto your grave? Say, Lord, you don't understand. This is not us. This is your reputation on the line. Your name going to be, if they wipe us out, they are going to cut your name off, presenting his case before God. Because something was wrong. They had been winning. They had been prevailing. And all of a sudden, they weren't winning. He wanted to know what's wrong. Why are we losing? Ten. And the Lord said unto Joshua, get thee up. wherefore for lies thou upon thy face. You know where he said, Joshua, stop praying. Get on up. Come out your prayer closet and stand on your feet. Let me tell you what the problem is. Let's see what it is. Israel has missed the mark. They have sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them for this is what they did for. They have even taken of their cursed thing and have also stolen. Israel is a church and has dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own God said, look. I set aside stuff for me out of everything that I gave y'all and I told y'all don't touch what's mine. Y'all done took what was mine and took what was mine and now what was a blessing has come become a curse and y'all took my stuff and took it apart and mixed it in with your stuff to make me think it ain't my stuff and then you want to come and pray to me and get me to look the other way. He said no, stop praying. He said, get up. He did what he said. He said, therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the curse from among you. The Lord said, until you deal with this situation, you are not bad people, but you done volunteered for something that doesn't fit you. This is not even you. You are a blessed life people. He said, and until we do what we should do, turn and come back, make it right. Stop volunteering for anything less than a blessed life. This ain't about getting you, you're terrible. You, 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 you can't do this, you can't do that. God said, it's about a blessed life. And he said, we got, to, we got to deal with it. They took the tithe that they were to bring to God. And this is what God said. God said, you stole it. Now look at Ephesians 4 and 28 right quick. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working his hands with the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that need it. Now y'all listen. Stole, steal. Rob, these are some strong terms, but don't be looking at me funny because I didn't put them in the Bible. I, I, I didn't put them words in the Bible. They're strong words, but God put them in the Bible. But you know what else is strong? Healing is strong. Deliverance is strong. Breakthrough is strong. Miracle is strong. We don't have any problem embracing strong words that we're comfortable with but we struggle with having to embrace strong words that make us uncomfortable. But God's not trying to make you uncomfortable, God's trying to make you blessed. He's try, trying to say, I caught you. you, got your hand in the cookie jar. God is saying, no, 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 no. You are my children, you are my people. I got better for you. I got stuff set up for you, stored up for you that I want to get to you. Don't volunteer not to get it. whole life how God wanted to bless you. So let's uh, go to the house with these points of power. Several things I need to know about tithing. Number one, tithing is a test. Number two, tithing is biblical. And number three, tithing is a blessing. God's testing our heart because think about it y'all. When a person argues Over the tithe. What's the spirit behind that? Jesus Christ, that gave his life for you, God, that gave his son, has given us everything, and we are arguing over giving him 10%. The man that's given me everything, and I'm trying to debate why I don't have to give him a small portion and he's giving me everything. Look at your neighbor and say, what test, what test, what test? It's a test of your heart. But think about how loving and how caring and how nurturing God really is. You know, God, 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 God did not, listen, God did not set an amount for us to pay or to give. God gave us a percent. For example, for example, If you got thirty dollars or if you got three thousand dollars it's still one penny on every dime so it ain't like God is saying you know what you got three thousand dollars so I want you to give me two thousand or you got thirty dollars and I want you to give me 10. No, God said, listen, whether you got 30 or whether you got 3,000, it's, it's, it's only one dime out of every dollar. God's not being unfair. Well, I, I, I tell you, Bishop, look, look at that person. They got, they, got, they got $30. They didn't give a three. They didn't give a three. I got 3,000. I got to give 300. Okay, well, let's take a look at it for a moment. The person that's got 30 and gave three got 27 left. Mm. The person that gave 3,000 and gave 300, or had 3,000 and gave 300 got 2,700 left. So while you complaining about giving 300, did you also look at how much? But to you, it's not fair, because. The person that had the 30 only gave three. They only gave a little bit, but look at what, they got 27, you got 2,700. Judge not that you be not judged. Condemn not that you be not. Go back and get the other sermons. It's the most amazing thing. The most amazing. You got to believe in all your heart that your 90% it's better with God's hand in it than your 100% with only your hand in it. And God said, I, I don't want to talk about no, 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 no finances. I ain't want to talk about no money. I ain't want just talk about what, what you got. I want to talk about, about your life. This is your life. It's your life. Get your mind off just the money. It's, it's your life. Why is God touch my money? Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart is at. God said, I want to open the windows of heaven. I want to bless you. I want to rebuke the devourer for you. But it depends on whether you're going to thank me and worship me and walk in faith and choose to honor my system or are you going to do it your way? We open an area of our faith when we do that. And one of the, again, one of the biggest things that people use to walk in faith and obedience is tithing, is under the law, or in the Old Testament. So let me, show, let me show you that it's in the Old and the New Testament. And there are things, y'all, that are under the law that we still govern our lives by and walk in so that God can bless us. All right. Thou shall not commit adultery was under the law. So are you suggesting that now that we're under grace, Let me go back on this side. (laughs) Are you suggesting that now that we're under grace? Okay. Thou shall not kill. One of the commandments under the law. Are you suggesting now that we're saving under grace, you can just murder somebody? It's foolish to think that. Hey, Doc, let let me borrow your wallet. He uses this wallet. He used to use it. It's mine now. What was yours is mine. You know why? I'm taking it. You know why I can take it? Because I'm under grace. It is foolish to think that because you under grace, you don't have to do things that God said we should do when it comes down to abiding under the law. So, he said, so this is the same thing. Well, uh, under grace, you know, <laughs> under the law we couldn't steal. But under grace, oh, we can steal. Here you go, Doc. Praise God. Did you take your money out of it before you gave it to me? <laughs> You're a good man. Just, just Please don't even say. It's crazy to think that. So tithing is also biblical, y'all. You need to know it's biblical because there, 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 are a lot of, there are a lot of people that don't know it's in the Bible. And you're not a bad person again because you don't tithe. You're just not experiencing the blessed life at the open heaven level. A lot of people don't know it's in the Bible. And that is for us today. Let, let's look at Genesis 14, 18 through 20 so we can wrap this up. Okay. Genesis what? 14, y'all. Come on. 18 through 20, right? Now check this out. This is the first book of the Bible. Okay? What we're about to read was written 500 years before the law was given. So let's see. Melchizedek, which is a form or type of Christ, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, as a form of communion, and he was the priest of the most high God. Okay? And he blessed him. It's talking about Abraham. And, and you know, Hebrews teaches us that Abraham is our spiritual father. So our spiritual father is blessing Melchizedek, which is a type of Christ. Okay. All right. And he blessed him and said, bless be Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Okay. Look at this. And bless be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Tithing was already in place before the law even got it. First book of the Bible was in play. Because it's not about money. It's not about a pocketbook. It's not about a purse. Tithing is in place for life. And God wants to look at your neighbor and say, God wants to bless your life. Come on, say it like you mean it. God wants to bless your life. Look at Genesis 28 and verse 22. This is 400 years before the law takes place, it's a principle. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house shall be God's house and of all that thou shalt give me I will surely give thee tenth, which is a tithe unto thee. It's already in place. It's about a life. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. Mm. And all the tithe of the land whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is whose? Come on, y'all, it's whose? It is what? It is holy unto the Lord. It's set apart, y'all, for God's house. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1 and 2, referring to God's house. Check this out. And it shall be when thou art come in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance and possesseth it and dwelleth therein. Verse 2, please that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth which thou shalt bring of thy land that the Lord thy God, who gave it to you? The Lord, okay? And shall put it in a basket and shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God hath chosen to place his name. they talk about the house of God. I shared with you all last week and we were having a moment and we were taking and receiving tithes and offerings and we were passing the bucket down. How many of y'all would let the bucket get to you and when it got to you, you would go in, take a few envelopes out and put it in your pocket then keep passing the bucket? Everybody said, no, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't take nothing out of the bucket like that. Judas did because he was a crook. We learned that last week. But then I ask you this question. Would anybody in here have money in their personal account that should be in the offering bucket. If you wouldn't go in the bucket and take nothing out because that's stealing but you got something in your personal account that should be in the bucket it's the same thing because it belongs to the Lord. Look at them and say Ooh, this is good stuff. So God said, you remove it and bring it to your house when it should be in my house. Well, when you remove it from your house and bring it to my house. Say, God, now you can look down and you can bless your servant. Wow. Let me ask you a question. If Jesus himself told you, hear me now. If Jesus himself told you you ought to tithe, how many of y'all would do it if Jesus told you instead of the bishop? Y'all like he trying to set me up. (laughs) What if I showed you in the Bible in red that Jesus said you ought to tithe? Would you do it then? Oh, Lord, he doesn't got a scripture. Oh, he doesn't got a scripture. It's, just, it's, it's, it's the Bible. Okay, let's, 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 let's look. Matthew 23 and 23. This is Jesus speaking. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of the mint and the anise and the cumin, those are spices, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and stay with me, and not to leave the other undone. He said, listen, you paying tithe off all of the spices, he said, but the tithe of the law and uh, uh, judgment, mercy, and faith, said you should have you gave that too. And then the other tithe, you weren't supposed to leave that undone. He said, but you did this, but you didn't do that. You did that, but you ought to have done this too. God don't want us to, to, to fight about that. God said, listen, I'm telling you, I will, I, will, I will bless your 90 so much, so much. I will do so much with your 90 if you don't bother my 10. He says, I'll do so much with your 90 that I'll even make the government turn around and bless you for giving me 10. And the government better not even touch my 10% that you are claiming because it's the one thing that they ain't cutting. Think about it for a minute, every dime I give to the church, when I file my taxes, I get to write it off. But wait a minute, God said trust me with it and I'm gonna bless your life like never before and then he put a system in place in the earth where the government got to give back to me what I gave to God, I get credit. They didn't cut out a whole lot, but God said that, your charitable contributions, they're 100%. Look at your neighbor and say, who wouldn't serve a God like that? Come on, help me say, who wouldn't serve a God like that? God says, don't, don't, don't leave it undone. Get clear. Let's, get clear, y'all. Get focused. Let's get focused. Charles Millett Ministries would like to thank you for listening to this message. We pray that the favor of God continues to elevate your life. Our mission is to get clear, get focused, and get moving. If you want more information about our ministry, please contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462. Or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. Yeah, you on with the Bishop, Charles Millet. Yeah, with the Bishop, Charles Millet. You're rocking with the Bishop, Charles Millet. Great expectations.